Welcome to At the Crossroads Church weekly podcast. Our hope is that you will grow in your walk with God and be blessed and encouraged in your daily lives as you listen. You can visit us at our website at atthecrossroads.ca. Anyways, I just want to keep it quite simple this morning and just carrying on with this whole theme of, of, uh, of uh, connecting. But uh, Father, we just thank you, God, that it's because of you it's because of you that we can connect. It's because of, of how you've come down from heaven. Even Isaiah cried out and said, oh, that you would rend the heavens and come down. And you did. You came down in Jesus Christ. And, and you did an incredible work of shedding your blood and, and teaching us how to love. And so, God, we just want to follow, uh, receive that life and follow that example that Jesus set. So, God, just come by your spirit this morning and anoint your word in Jesus' name. Amen. So, uh, you know, when we're talking about connecting and, and getting together in these groups and that sort of thing, I just want to touch on a couple points of, of the importance and, and, and why we do that. And you all I know, or at least a lot of you have probably read, you know, in Ephesians chapter 6, it talks about the Christian's armor, right? Put on the buckle of truth and uh, the breastplate of righteousness and the helmet of salvation, shodding our feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, right? And those are all good things. We, we need to put those things on. But uh, I just want to go to uh, 1 Samuel, and if you have that scripture verse there for us, Brian. 1 Samuel chapter 13, and uh, just a little background here. Um, King Saul and Jonathan, they're, they're in the battle. The rest of the, the army of Israel is in battle against the Philistines. The Philistines have invaded the land. Israel's not doing so great. And if you know anything about King Saul, uh, he's not really following the Lord like he should be. And in fact, in the end, he ends up getting involved in occultic stuff and, and uh, consulting a medium. And, um, but anyways, it says here, um, it says, uh, now there was no blacksmith to be found throughout all the land of Israel. For the Philistines said, lest the Hebrews make swords or spears. But all the Israelites would go down to the Philistines to sharpen each man's plowshare, his mattocks, his axe, and his sickle. And the charge for sharpening was a pim for the plowshares, the mattocks, the forks, the axes, and to set the points of the goads. So it came about on the day of battle that there was neither sword nor spear found in the hand of any of the people who were with Saul and Jonathan, but they were found with Saul and Jonathan, his son. So here's a whole army. They got to face, you know, the Philistine, another whole vast army, and they have two swords in the whole camp. And, uh, and the reason was, was because there was no blacksmith in the land. The Philistines had come in and, and had taken out the blacksmiths, and so if they wanted anything sharpened, so, you know, if you wanted your arrow sharpened, or if you wanted your, uh, now this is a machete, it's not a sword. I actually got this on a trip um, that I went on a mission trip down to Honduras, um, 1989, actually. And so you can see I haven't used it too much. Um, but, you know, if I have to bring it up for the kids once in a while just to make a point, you know, <laughs> no, I don't do that. But, um, but, you know, Saul and Jonathan were the only ones that had a sword. And that's because the blacksmiths were not in the land. And if anybody need anything sharpened, and, and we see there too, that um, even if they wanted a sickle sharpened or their plowshares, they had to go down to the Philistines. 
And, you know, it tells us, so I just want to tie this, what does this have to do with a Christian life? Well, you know, it tells us in uh, Proverbs chapter 27, verse 17, that as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. So, you know, we, we need that. It, it talks about how we're here to sharpen one another. And so that's why we encourage you guys uh, to plug in, to get involved in these connect groups and, and to become a part of what the body of Christ is doing. And, and we're not doing... Uh, hardly anything in, in, in comparison to what God wants us to plug in. And I don't mean to say that uh, a lot of you I know are involved already. You're plugged in and you're doing things. And, and even those of you I know who may be not doing something specifically in the body, you know, I know you're, you're trying to fight that good fight of faith in the midst of your own family. But all that being said, we need each other to, to help sharpen each other's swords, to sharpen the weapons that God has given us so that we can fight that good fight of faith. Uh, you know, years ago, uh, I was working for this other farmer at the time uh, during a summer time in between my school years. And um, he could, you know, he could be a little bit contentious and thing. And he, he, he was a good man. He was a, he was a brother in the faith and, and a good man. But he would often kind of take things and pick them apart, you know, that sort of thing. And so I remember I kind of got this... Uh, this word, this revelation from the Lord. And, um, and then I thought, I thought, you know, maybe I'll share that with, uh, his name was Homer. And um, I thought, maybe I'll share this with Homer. And I thought, nah, you know, he's, he's just going to pick it all apart on me and everything. And the Lord spoke to me and said, Peter, he said, if you're not willing to take what I've given you and allow it to be tested, then it's not worth anything. You know, so... I just want to bring that back. So, you know, I shared it with him, and yes, he did kind of pick it apart and stuff. But you have to learn how to handle that stuff. You have to learn how to let things be tested in your life. You have to let other people uh, speak into your life when you get a word from God. Um, you know, I've, I've met people along the journey of my faith who say, yeah, you know, I'm just being led by the Spirit of God. Well, you know what? That's great. But if you're really being led by the Spirit of God, you're letting other people speak into your life. You're, you're walking with other people and, and letting them sharpen you. And, and of course, you know, sharpening, uh, often they're, they're taking a stone or something, or even as the scripture verse shows, um, you know, iron sharpening others. So, so, you know, sometimes we rub up against each other, but God's doing a work. And that's, that's what we always have to keep in mind. God's doing a work. And so if you get a little rubbing going on, uh, you know, count that as a good thing, you know, and, and obviously there's, there's, uh, there's limits to that. Now, I'm not talking, we don't want to put ourselves in a place of abuse, but we need to be sharpened by one another. We, we need to be getting together with the body of Christ, connection groups, meeting here on Sunday mornings, and getting together with one another, even over a coffee. Uh, I was hanging out um, at our cottage and, and uh, sharing some time with my brother Jonathan back here, and we, we were talking about things in the Word. And, you know, I'm sharing things that God's been speaking to me recently, and and, and that just gives him an opportunity maybe to give me feedback on that. So we need that. We need that uh, in order for us to be sharpened and, and be ready. Because why, why do we need, you know, our, our arrow sharpened and our sword sharpened? Uh, because we have to do battle. We're, we're going out against an enemy. And uh, if you don't prepare and if you don't have your uh, weapons ready, the enemy's going to slice you all up. The, the enemy's going to take you down. And, and, of course, God has not destined you to be taken out by the enemy. Amen? Amen. Amen.
And so we need to, we need to gather together. We need to be a people who are seeking that. But um, so we need that. We need our weapons uh, prepared. But uh, I was reading some time ago, and we're going to go to 1 Samuel in chapter 14 now. So a little bit later, Israelites are still uh, fighting the Philistines. And uh, background here again. Well, actually, it'll come out in the scripture verse, so I won't give you any background. So 1 Samuel here, we find it says, But Jonathan had not heard his father's charge to people with an oath. So this oath was that Jonathan had the rest of the, that you were not, he said, I, you're not allowed to eat anything. I'm not going to eat anything. You're not going to eat anything, uh, he said, until I have vengeance on my enemies. So kind of sounds like a, a good oath, but it's, it was actually a very rash oath, and we're going to see uh, why it wasn't good. So Jonathan had not heard that his father had charged the people with the oath about not eating. Therefore, he stretched out uh, the end of his rod, that was in his hand, and he dipped it into the honeycomb, and he put his hand to his mouth, and his countenance brightened. Then one of the people said, your father strictly charged the people with an oath, saying, cursed is the man who eats food this day, and the people were faint. Man, what a, what a way to lead an army, eh? <laughs> but Jonathan said, my father has troubled the land. Look now how my countenance has brightened, because I tasted a little of this honey. And how much better, this is, this is the part I want to focus on here, how much better if the people had eaten freely today of the spoil of their enemies, which they found. For now, would there not have been a much greater slaughter among the Philistines? And so we can see here the importance of the honey. I got my raw honey here. I brought it from home. Um, and you know, honey is, honey is mentioned actually 61 times in the Bible. And so we see the incredible importance of that. We got that, <laughs> So we see the incredible importance of, of honey in the Scripture. And, and, um, and, of course, it has a sweetness. And we see here in the Scripture verse that when Jonathan partook of it, right, because he had a sword, he had his weapon, it was sharp, he was ready to go. And actually just previous to the Scripture verse, he and his armor bearer had gone against and, and, and slaughtered 20 men, and there began to be a trembling in the camp of the Philistines. But how long was that going to last, right? So uh, as Jonathan's going through the woods here, he sees some honey and he takes of it, and it says that his countenance brightened. And, and you know, uh, honey has energy in it, right? It has a strength in it. Uh, it. It brings vigor to you. And so... The point I want to make this morning is it's not just about the armor. It's also about the honey. It's also about the sweetness. It's also about coming and enjoying the presence of God. And, and you need to do that in your own homes. That You need to carve out time in your day, every day, where you're spending time alone with the Lord. But you know what? You need to have that time corporately, too. You need to learn how to enjoy the honey uh, corporately with his people. You, we come together and we worship here. Or, or maybe you also gather together with a friend through the week. You, know, you spend some time just enjoying the presence of God, learning how to soak and, and, and that. So we need that sweetness. Because as Jonathan said, would the victory not have been even greater if, if 
you know, the people were allowed to eat and partake of the sweetness and enjoy that, grab that honey as they're going through the woods because they need the strength, they need the vigor. And so we need that. Um, you know, it's interesting, honey has a, um, honey doesn't corrupt, which is interesting. That's probably why God said that to the people, he was going to bring them to the promised land, a land flowing with milk and honey. Because honey doesn't corrupt. You can actually leave it. In fact, they've, I've read that they've found honey um, in some of these Egyptian tombs that were all sealed up, you know, when the person died. And they found honey in there and totally still edible 3,000 years later. And that's because honey has a, a, a natural antibacterial um, element to it. So it, it might kind of crystallize and things over time, but you can still eat it. And, uh, and so we all need that. And it says in Psalm 19 and, and chapter 19, verse 10 and 11, and this is David here, and he says uh, that, his, that the word of God was more to be desired than they than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them your servant is warned, and in keeping them there is great reward. I touch that second verse there because, because we need the honey, because part of the honey is, is being warned in our life. Part of, part of taking in the honey and the sweetness is, is, it, is there's a reward to it, and it helps us to walk in the ways of God. It helps us to fear God, and, and that's part of enjoying uh, the presence of God with people. And, um, and so honey is, as I said, mentioned uh, many times uh, in the Scripture, and uh, I remember years ago when I was uh, still working on the farm, there was an electrician that came to the farm. He was helping us with this job, this project we were doing, and doing this electrical work. And he told me that uh, he had tons of allergies, dealt with them, and like he would get it really severe, you know, when they came into the pollen season, all that sort of thing. And maybe some of you here um, deal with that a little bit, so maybe I'll give you a little pointer that'll help you out. But uh, somebody, somebody told him once that, he said, Why, just take a couple teaspoons of honey, you know, every day. Uh, and the person, and it should be local honey. That was the, the encouragement they gave to him. It was because local honey, of course, comes from the bees gathering local pollens in this area. Now, this guy, he, he had allergies so bad. And for years, he said he's, he used to take injections and stuff um, to deal with, just to be able to deal with it. So he did that. And uh, so when I was working with him that summer, and I, I think he'd already been doing it for maybe two or three years at this point, and he said he was absolutely amazed. He had no issues at all, like none at all. He stopped taking any medication or any injections and stuff, and just taking that honey on a, on a daily basis just helped him build up his immunity uh, to it. So that's what honey does for us as believers, you know, it, it being in the presence of God. Uh, and, and being there with other believers, you know, it brings that sweetness and, and it brings, uh, builds up your immunity to the things that the enemy, you know, would be trying to, to fire at you. And so, and it brings, it, it brings a strength to your life. Um, and, and you need that strength in order to go on because, you know, we can have weapons, but just like Jonathan, if we, if we, if we run out of strength, like the rest of the people who are growing faint, we don't have that endurance. Uh, we can't defeat the enemy like, like God wants us to. We can't drive that enemy uh, out of the land. And I think it's interesting 
you know, in this whole story, the Philistines, so often when you read about them in the scripture, uh, they so often they represent jealousy, covetousness, and uh, the very enemy that Saul didn't defeat was the enemy that overcame him because he died at the hands of the Philistines in the end. And so we need, that, we need the presence of God in our life. And so just, again, encouragement, just, you know, be seeking God. Ask him, God, where, where do you want me to plug in, you know, in terms of a connect group? Where, where do you want me to plug in in, in, in serving in the body? And, and there's so many ways. And there's, there's ways that we can do that that uh, we still, you know, Pastor Travis and I, like, we'd still love to see those things uh, developed, even growing in terms of our evangelism and our outreach. And so, uh, so just, I just want to put that before you. Seek God. God, where do, I, where do I need my weapons sharpened? Where do I need to be partaking of the honey so that I have that strength, so that I have that endurance uh, to keep on fighting the good fight of faith? So I uh, just want to leave that with you this morning. And Thank you for listening. We hope that you enjoyed our message. If you are in the Quinty West area, we would love to have you visit us on Sunday morning at 24 Dundas Street West, Trenton, Ontario. Check out our service times on our website at atthecrossroads.ca.